Just four races to go in this epically long F1 season and the battle hots up for the remaining places behind the Red Bulls who have got everything else just locked down already. Welcome back to the Grid Talk podcast. This is episode 342. And if you'd like to see or hear more from us in your social feed, why not give us give us a follow at Grid Talk UK everywhere you can find the at symbol. Today on Grid Talk, we are going to be previewing the Mexican Grand Prix in Mexico City. I'm your host, Tom Horrocks, and I'm joined today by Formula Talk host, Sophia Richmond. Hi! And sports broadcaster, Charlie White. Hi again, everyone. Oh, and before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website to use and use your mobile device to sign in today to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. We This is full disclosure here. We are recording this on Monday evening and when we went to air yesterday for our, for our Austin Grand Prix review, a lot of things hadn't been declared because we went straight in after the fact, and and we were we had obviously a massive change to the eventual order with the disqualifications of Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc. So we're just going to quickly cover that off now. I'm just going to ask your opinion, Sophia and Charlie. Charlie, on this, start with you, Sophia. Is the disqualification was it warranted, and is it is it the right punishment to 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 levy for that kind of offence? Oh, whatever I say, there's always going to be some person that's going to disagree to it to some extent anyway. Looking back at some of those images, you could see how much of the difference was. And obviously, there is rules set up for the fairness of the sport, and they do need to take control. Um, the FIA needs to take control and accountability when people are breaking the rules. When it comes to the punishment, I, d- I think that was too harsh, and I think also the decision came too late as well. We've seen them make harsh decisions straight away some of them quite late some kind of lenient decisions it's just it is not being accurately spread across the board i think probably a penalty might have been probably the better outcome instead of disqualifications however we've also seen this also in other disciplines and and some of the junior series people as well i know in f2 there has been some disqualifications from similar reasons why so they are fair in that kind of sense but it was a little bit too late, I think. But looking at the images on some of these corners, and you see the Red Bulls, you see some of the McLarens, and how different the sparks are for both Lewis and Charles's car, it makes sense. But I, I think they were fair to give a penalty. Whether it was a disqualification, a little bit too harsh, I think, maybe. Okay, Charlie, anything to add on that? Or do you think this is, is there a better way that we could actually impose these punishments and, and the rules? I would agree that with Sophia in that it may have came a bit too late. If they're keeping consistency across the board with disqualifications, I'm fine with that because how many times have we and others on Grid Talk and elsewhere have harped on the inconsistency of FIA agree, uh, of FIA rulings? I will back the FIA for at least being consistent on it. The issue becomes, I think, in this instance where afterwards they fully admit that there could have been, what did I write down here? The FIA acknowledged that there that the high wear is probably due to the unique conditions and bumpy track of the Circuit of the Americas and the sprint. Factoring the sprint in, do you then need to adjust the rules to accommodate for any additional wear? Because you are going an additional 
what was it, 19 laps, I think the sprint was. That's that much more wear and tear on the car, which would reduce it past that nine needed to be, but kind of grace period for wear of those parts. So, yes, it's, it's, it's a good point. I would cover that by saying you would probably do a lot more than 19 laps in the other two practice sessions, but, uh, but or the other one practice session because you've got the sprint, the sprint shootout as well, obviously. Uh, but they're not probably going to be driving anywhere near as hard and they'll still be able to make adjustments. It's more the fact you just have that one hour to adjust the car and then have to run it at that level afterwards. But yep, yeah, uh, I, I personally am of the opinion that uh, it's, it seems draconian, but like you say, it's at least consistent. If uh, I may not like the result, but I, you know, I'd rather have a legal car. So uh, I, I don't have any major issue with it. But now we've covered that off, we're going to look ahead to the Mexican Grand Prix. There's going to be a few people, uh, which we're going to talk about later on, who are going to be replacing the the incumbent drivers for their the mandatory the mandatory young driver tests. But starting off, though, with a team that is going to keep with the same driver lineup for once is AlphaTauri. Two of their four drivers, two two races in a row. It's going to be Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo at the time of recording. Who knows? They've been the worst team all year, seemingly, but they are actually now looking like with their double points or doubling their points all in Austin, they've got an improved car. Their drivers look engaged. They're looking like they could be fast. They actually look like they might be in a fight now to not finish bottom, Sophia. So what's your thoughts on AlphaTauri going into going into this race weekend? What's their chances like? I'm hoping it doesn't repeat last year's Mexican with Grand Prix with Ricardo causing collision with the Yuki Sonoda at the start of the race, which also meant that Yuki did retire from it. Just looking back at the previous records, because y'all know me, I like my numbers, I like my stats and trends. They've been consistently it going. They both last year went into Q two, both the Alpha Tories to begin with. So I think it's definitely safe to say at least one of them will get into Q two. Most likely, I would say probably Ricardo. Maybe I I'm still iffy because obviously he's still returning back from his his injury, and then obviously Yuki's just been caught out so many times in qualifying with bad decisions. Obviously, is now becoming a regular to hear his radio after being knocked out in Q one. I think. And I've said this for multiple episodes. I think for more for Alphatory is just to keep their head down and just be consistent. They shouldn't overstretch and try to do some obscured overtakes, some good and bad. They just need to be consistent and wait for the points to come to them in that kind of way. That being said, obviously they are trying not to be the last team. And with Williams also getting some points as well, that's also helping the battle for the last spot play around. We'll see. I'm, I'm expecting a decent qualifying from one of them maybe both into into Q2 and then maybe on the cusp of the points, I think is a reasonable spot for them. They've been consistently around that area a few times, but I think it'll be also all eyes back on Daniel Ricciardo, given this is going to be his second race after his injury, so he's still in recovery. I think it was a good decision for him to come back later than obviously it was estimated him to come back into, because obviously people said Singapore was the earliest time and we knew that was probably the worst decision probably for his career as well. Don't want to push in and do more damage later on. So we'll see. I'm hoping it's a good race for them and a good weekend overall as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's good hunting ground for Ricardo as well. He's done well here in the past. He's always races well around this circuit. And looking ahead then to the Haas team, much lauded updates for Austin and they amounted to precisely nothing. 
one point in Singapore were the only points since way back in Miami when we all believed Sergio Perez was a championship winning driver. So it's it's not looking great. They just seem to be sliding backwards, Haas, and everyone else seems to be getting better right at the wrong time. And this upgrade that they brought, Charlie, just didn't seem to do it. Maybe better tyre wear in the race, but... Is there any reason to be hopeful given that the high altitude tends to be a lead to a race of attrition here? Trying to be semi-positive because I like to be positive on the show and in life, but I don't think there's much to really hope for him, which is unfortunate because I do Alkenberg. He seems like a nice guy. He's not a bad driver because he can put the car, especially the Haas, earlier on in the season, granted, before things really started to fall apart. He could put that Haas up further in the grid where it really had no right to be. But with, I think it's Behrman, testing this weekend as well that we'll get a look at at least in theory the up-and-coming Haas drivers but with the Hulkenberg and Magnussen locked up for another year they might just be a part of the the requirements more than an actual look of could this be the future as of right now but I don't I won't whack uh, I won't go on and on about Haas too much because it's really been just more of the same same old they're sliding backwards continuing to slide the upgrades did next to nothing, arguably a complete waste of their already limited budget, (laughs) given how much it costs for what it delivered. And they didn't burn through tires nearly as fast and nobody crashed. I guess that's what we can say is their success. So hopefully that they can keep that up because at least that saves their modest budget. That was incredibly positive. That's more positive than I think I could have mustered for for the Haas chances this weekend. So kudos to you there. It's uh, another scene that after a very positive round a few weeks ago, has slipped back into their usual form is Alfa Romeo, Sophia. The return to the usual form in Austin there sits them just six points off the bottom, but 10 off seventh place. So which way are they going to be looking? Are they going to be looking up or are they going to be looking down this weekend? Probably looking up. Bottas has had a good racer last year in the Alfa. He qualified P6 and finished in the points. So I think it definitely is possible. He is obviously the more experienced over Joe Guanyu in this track. I think, again, similar to the AlphaTauri as well, They just it's just consistency for them. I think having, with Bottas being so experienced as a driver, both when it was with Mercedes and now obviously with the Alfa Romeo, I think he will be the more likely out of the two to bring some of the points and bring the battle a lot closer. But again... Anything can really happen at this track as well. We've seen some interesting battles. We've seen some interesting collisions and from over the years. So definitely anything unexpected could happen. But I would say for Bartas, he has the more he has the upper hand to do well over Joe Guanyu. And so yeah, I definitely I think points it's not too far fetched to think about Bartas getting points, given, like I said, qualified P six finished P10 in the race and then also he did well in previous years when he was with Mercedes so I think it's not a far-fetched idea so we'll see yeah point finishes have been quite few and far between in recent rounds for Alfa Romeo but you never know if this could be their time to, to get another big points haul but another team that has been scoring with relative uh, consistency recently uh, Charlie is the Williams team and, and 26 points now that they're up to double points finish in a home race-ish Points finished for Logan Sargent. Yeah, he's got three home races and yeah, he actually lives in uh, Miami. So I would call that his home race. But still, a, a win on home soil for uh, a win. No, that's very, that's very audacious. Points finished on home soil there for Logan Sargent. It may have been a little bit of a lucky result for him, but it wasn't a ridiculous points finish. I think he definitely, if you'd have seen, he'd have finished in 10th, given the performance he gave. That was a decent performance for him. 
Will this track suit Williams this weekend? Can they look for more points and will Logan push on from this? Just to talk about Logan for a second, that I think the saying goes, sometimes you're good to be lucky, but sometimes you got to be lucky to be good. And Logan definitely got the latter part of that. And that's not to take away from the performance because there was five, at the end of the race, there was five cars removed from the running, but he was still ahead of more people. And that, in the, in the the wildness of F one, where we can say where we say anything can happen, anything did happen, <laughs> everything and anything and everything did happen, and it got him his first point, which maybe gets the monkey off the back. It's hard to say because of just the kind of confusion that happened, but this definitely takes a bit of pressure off, and I think Williams will probably benefit from this. Albon will keep doing Albon things and being always in contention for at least some points one or two it's not we're not talking about anything crazy here but if logan does another good drive and finishes right behind albon again i at the very least william should be happy with the consistency of that two races in a row logan would then arguably appear to be coming more on form there's limited races left in the year but i th- i think williams could i think williams could do something if the other teams in front the mclarens have another Piastri or Lando fall out or Alonso falls out, Some, something like that. I think they could. I think they could get back in. Yeah, it's it's an interesting circuit, is it? Because of the high altitude and they tend to run very high downforce, even though it's just massive long straights. It's a very strange setup there, and the engines are gasping for oxygen because they're just so short on the, on power a lot of the time. So it's difficult to say who's going to be quick there and who's going to be slow. But it'll be very in- interesting to uh, to find out anyway. But if you've been enjoying this podcast, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And it's a really great way to help us get up the get up the rankings. And if you're one of those listeners not subscribed to the channel, why not do so? Subscribe to us on YouTube and click the bell so you'll never miss a, a show again We when we're going live. Most of our shows are live. This one is not because it's a preview, but a lot of our shows are live. So you can then join us in the comments and chat to us during the show and after the show as well. We've got one over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube now, so it'd be great if you could come and join the community. But back to this weekend for the uh, Mexican Grand Prix. Next up, we have Alpine, Sophia, and uh, they've broken into the 100 points mark now. Sick for the championship, unexpected bonus with the with the, with the the disqualifications. Very much F1's middlemen at the moment in for, for Alpine, and the potentially the high altitude that I already mentioned could give that uh, spluttering Renault power unit a boost this weekend. Can you see them doing well? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, uh, another driver who will be taking free practice is Jack Dewan, which he did last year as well for his debut. That's one less running time. I'm not sure if it's for either Alcon or Gasly. I, I know last year it was for Alcon, so maybe it might be for Gasly this time around. But Alpine has some decent results. They finished P8 and I th- was it P8? P8 last year and then when Fernando did finish with engine problems on lap 60 so it's a hit or miss track for them but they are more consistent i think for they are more consistent when it comes to this track i think again as you mentioned the high altitude it might work in favor to doing is yeah for gasly this time around when it comes to the performance as well i don't know if there's any upgrades i doubt there's any upgrades coming in i know some of them were still running him back off of austin and so doing the testing in the triple header, which is sometimes a good decision, sometimes not the best decision. I did mention that, I think, in the qualifying show that we did from Austin as well. Good episode. We went <laughs> listen to that. Yeah, I think points is very on on the cards for both of them as well. They both like this track, I think. They have 
been consistent in that over the over the years when they've been obviously racing for other teams as well, more so Gasly. So we'll see. I think qualifying is where they're going to have to push harder than they have done. They've had some unlucky times in qualifying recently. And so it really depends on where they're going to start from the grid. Because at the moment, when it comes to overtaking and badly, they're not doing very well, I think. Or it's just not been shown very well. So if they have a good qualifying spot, I think the points will come to them from that way. That's nice, yeah. As I said, they're very much the middleman at the moment. They're, they're not in the leading group, but they're not in that lot fighting for seventh. So it's a very odd position for them. And uh, yeah, either way, whatever way you look at it, it's been a disappointing season, but they've definitely made a bit of a step into the right direction now, I think. And uh, it's very much looking at next season. But another team, Charlie, who will probably be looking at next season as well. And what we wanted to get this one out of the way is Aston Martin. And they're now fifth in the championship, 236 points. They've not had a finish higher than sixth place since that second place for Alonso in in the Netherlands. At least Stroll this year has got back into the points this week, but Alonso, his first DNF of the season, last time out, and it's not looking great at all. But how do you feel that like Aston will do this weekend? Is this going to be a return to form for them, or is it just going to be more of the same and an eventual slide down the order? To build on your suggestion on going and rating five stars and everything, we could also take this time when we're talking about Aston to go reference the back catalog, and because we can always just replay. Aston are just going to continue to tumble week after week. And we talk about it every week because Aston just has, they're almost rudderless. So it's one of those things of, yes, Stroll got back and he had a bit of return to form after the incident, I'll call it. But I, if he hadn't of, I think that would have been even worse for the team. If you have that uh, staff issue and then still can't make it, it just it'd just be a pressure cooker building at that point. I noticed uh, at his media availability, he was also a bit more tame, to put it in a polite Canadian way. But I, I don't want to just punt them to next week again, like Haas I did, but they're just, the fact that they've now lost uh, the position to McLaren, it, there's just, I don't think there's much hope for them. It's unfortunately, that's what it is, which is a shame because it was a team that was destined at the start to do great things and the wheels fell off like they did it for Stroll at Singapore. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I feel like they just spent all the cookies too early, didn't they? They they just, they started really well. And Alonso was talking up saying, oh, we've got so much wind tunnel time. We're only going to get better. And no, they definitely didn't get better. But a bit of a shame. But but yeah, at least Alonso's got some, some more podiums to add to his record there. And hopefully next year, if they can have a, a decent start, again, we can have four or five teams all fighting up there with Red Bull. That would be amazing. But, but certainly the most improved team of the year, McLaren, my team, fourth place now, 242 points. They have scored so many points in the last in, in the last six races. It's been insane. They've moved ahead of Aston Martin with four races to go. 80 points off Ferrari. Can that gap be caught? I would say probably not, but so you never know. Chances of Orlando or Oscar win this weekend, Sophia? Oh my God, here's hoping. I'm a McLaren fan as well. I even did the last show in my McLaren jumper as well, being that much of a fan. I think their improvements, it's literally night and day. If you compare them to how Aston as well with their improvements, one's going up and one's going down. McLaren's upgrades have been absolutely amazing to see and it's proving how good just everybody back at the factory working on these developments. And obviously we 
saw it in the earlier part of the season where it just wasn't going for them and then obviously these upgrades and the fact that they staggered these upgrades i think was probably the best decision they did instead of doing a full blanket upgrade as well because they could test and see which ones were working which ones weren't and stagger and bring them back in so i'm hoping for a race win a proper race win obviously because i don't count sprints as a race win unfortunately even though Oscar probably does, but they've been quite consistent. I'm expecting at least a podium. Lando, his 100th race, finishing technically P2 after the disqualification. He's had a podium for the last four races, whether sprints and everything. That is a great feat to have for McLaren as well. Definitely podium. Points are given for probably both of them as well. I don't expect anything less from them now because they've just been performing consistently race after race so far very well and if they don't that means there's, there's something wrong but i'm not trying to be negative thinking in that kind of way i want mclaren to have good po- points podiums i do want to race win at some point will i get it because i feel like it's getting a little bit too close with four races left we'll see but i definitely know for next year it's a given that mclaren will have a race winner of some sort 100 percent. that would be fantastic i'd love if maybe it at least a sprint race win, another sprint race win this year would be great. Uh, but a Grand Prix win would be absolutely fantastic, especially if it's on pace and not just due to a, a, a mechanical breakdown or a, a, a mistimed safety car. That would be amazing, amazing to see. I think for Formula One as well as for fans as well. Um, but but yes, another team though that I think, given that where they are in the championship, you'd think that they'd be in a fight for a win. Charlie would be Ferrari, but after the qualifications, they did gain a bit of ground on Mercedes. They're only 20 behind them, but more strategic blunders creeping in after a fairly decent spell, it has to be said. But Sainz and Leclerc now are only 12 and 24 points respectively behind Alonso. That seems like that's a gap that could be closed. Can you see them? Is that where their fight is or are they still targeting Mercedes? I think... It's hard to say for Ferrari because, again, like we've had really good stints of brilliance from the Red Ponies. And then other times like this, they've had strategic blunders. Uh, a stat that I saw that I didn't get a chance to verify before coming on the show, so take it worth a grain of salt, but I thought it was interesting enough to say anyway, that Leclerc has had 10 consecutive pole positions and has not been able to convert it to a race win. Again, it's... Is it Ferrari things? Hashtag Ferrari things? I don't know. It's, I want Ferrari to do well because they are a heritage team and one of the few that have had their name for the entire thing. I think up in the elevation of Mexico's track, I think they're going to run into problems. Uh, maybe arguably one of the, one of the teams that will struggle the most. They seem to have, a, if I remember correctly, they seem to have, have had a bit of issue with it last year. Now different cars mind you, but still, you're still building off that same kind of chassis year over years. If they don't get a, another disqualification, or they might be in mid midpoint hunt for between the two of them, but I don't see Leclerc or Sainz like stagging a pole this weekend or anything like that. Now, given to the individual points though, and this will spill over to a couple other things, the, the points between Leclerc and Sainz with Norris, Alonso, and Russell, like that fourth through eighth in the driver's rankings. I think that's the most exciting part of this last five races, these or last four races now, including the sprints and everything, just to see how that move, those moving parts will actually change because eight points, 12 points, 24 points from fourth and eighth, that's, there's a lot of ability to move a good race from 
Leclerc and he's right back in it. Signs can catapult over Alonso. I think that's more where the, the Ferrari fans should be watching is the individual drivers standings rather than constructors. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. I, I do think that as the team we're going to talk about next have squandered a lot of points over the last few races. I think there's still a chance for Ferrari to take that second place in the constructors and that would be a- at least something to recover from this season for them. But we are going to talk about Mercedes now. I had to check this stat. You'll like this stat, because you love a good stat. But they've had six podiums all year and only one since Silverstone. McLaren have had that in the last four races. That's When you think about that for a second, between those two drivers, only six podiums in this entire season. And then since that Silverstone Grand Prix, just one since Silverstone. And that was Singapore, where Russell binned it on the last lap. So it's they've just it's just been squandered position after squandered position. I I I just are they squandering this? Then I just I can't see. So I'll come to you, Sophia, for this. I I it just seems to me like they they've had the second or third best car for most of the season, and for that stats, I only have six podiums all year. It does worry me a bit. Hundred percent. It's also a great side to show how good McLaren's upgrades have been as well. If you look at the other side, I. Thing is with Mercedes, they are obviously iconic team and everything with it. I, it, it's hard to say because obviously, like we expect a lot from them given the dominance over the years that Mercedes has had. But obviously, coming in with the new regulations and not performing well, and obviously only having that one race win last year in Brazil, it's just. It's difficult to say because there's been so many mistakes recently if we talk about with Lewis's accent, Singapore, now this disqualification. They've just had a bad run recently and it's hindering them in this battle if you look at even the Drivers' Championship as well because Alonso could overpass Hamilton the third. The same way also technically Lewis could actually go for second as well because it is, even though there's like probably about 30 points of a gap, 20 to 30 points. It is possible still with four races to go, especially with the sprint races coming into play, but I, I just don't understand. And then also as well, coming into the Mexico Grand Prix is Frederick Bessie will be racing as well, free practice driving. So that's another opportunity potentially lost that they could have used the time to see where improvements are, making sure the car is set up well. However, Bessie as well, he is the their sim driver as well. Like he knows that car as good as those two, as good as both George and Lewis. So it might be also positive, new fresh eyes, new kind of feeling, see maybe what's been overlooked by Lewis and George. And maybe that might be what they need, a fresh pair of eyes, fresh blood into the car. So we'll see. I'm. This track has been good. Lewis has been on the podium the last two, three, I think, Mexican Grand Prix races. So it's not unrealistic, I think, of him performing well. Yeah, he finished second in 2021 and then finished second in 2022. So a podium is very much on the cards, I think, as well. However, that's going to be a hard battle for it, though. It's not going to be an easy one as it has been over the years because Mercedes is dominant. So we'll see. When it comes to George, he just doesn't need to put a foot wrong. He needs to have a good qualifying, be in good position for it, not let track limits be an issue. And hopefully it'll be a good race day for both of them because they both need points in this battle because... As we said before, it's now those mid-battles, the drivers' battles for that mid-table. That's going to be the key things to look out for the rest of the season since Red Bull has wrapped up the entire season already. 
Yep. And we are going to talk about Red Bull next, but we're not going to talk about their chances to win because let's be honest, they are the favourites to win anyway. So what we're going to talk about it instead is more about the situation that we had at the end of the last race, the chorus of boos that were the Verstappen was, was greeted with Charlie. And a lot of that was down to Checo Perez fans and also people who were not a fan of the Texas governor, but we'll just gloss over that. And so can he can Max expect more of the same, this kind of treatment, given where we're going next? And do you think it's justified? Should elite sportsmen be subjected to that kind of chorus of boos when they're when they're just being exceptional at what they're doing? I think that I don't I think there might be some disappointment with the Mexican fans at the Grand Prix, given Checo's home race and all that. But I don't think it will be worse than what what was had at this last one and again a part of that was due to political leanings one way or the other which we're not here to discuss it's hard to say how much was that versus max winning and so on and so forth without actually knowing the full details that being said for max to be booed in general for winning on merit i think that's not fair at all there's one thing if you went to a soccer pitch, a ball diamond, a foot, an American football field, or a hockey rink, and your team absolutely craps the bed and loses a playoff game they should have had or gets eliminated or something. Yeah, you can voice some displeasure in that, but the man won. He's just, he went out and set out to do what he is paid to do, and that's win. I think booing him for the fact that he won a race. I don't really buy that. It's not like it was a bad performance or he did something dangerous or anything like that. He just he ran his race. He won. Would you boo a sprinter in the Olympics or anything? No, it's just, it, I don't know. I just think it's silly. Yeah, it's not really it, It's not really the, the, the right and proper way to go about things, I don't think, anyway. But we're, we're going to move on to some predictions now for the race. I'm just going to come to you, Sophia, for yours first. Then if you could give us your poll predictions position prediction your podium and give us a bold prediction as well well okay i'm gonna have to go safe bet i think max will take pole i think max will convert the win because he is probably one of the best conversion rates of <laughs> in permission history i think so far i need to double check that stat but i think it is quite high up i think p2 Lewis will be unlucky. I think he'll probably be P3. So I think let's go with the McLaren. Let's go Lando Norris. Let's just keep it running. <laughs> so yeah, Max, Norris, and then Lewis. My bold is it's torn between either both Alpha Tories and the points, but I'll say both Alpha Romeos instead in the points. I think. But again, I do this every time for my bowl. It's going to be P8 and P10. That's it. <laughs> like, shows on the cusp, though. But yeah, that is my bowl, which I feel like is not that bold. <laughs> no, that, that's still fairly bold. That's, uh, I think that's, it hasn't happened very often. So it only happened once this year, I believe. Double points finished. Given we've had 38 races this year, that's, uh, that's not that, that's not, that's uh, common at all. Charlie, same questions to you then. Pole position, podium, and a bold prediction. I'm going to do mine, not so much as a bold one either, but I'm going to have Hamilton on pole because based on experience and handling the altitude and all that. And then for my one through three, Lando, Piastri, and Hamilton, just because that Red Bull has to have a weakness somewhere and I'm banking on it being altitude. (laughs) That's all I've got just to mix it up. That's what I'm doing. And arguably that could be a bold, but my bold is going to be 
Sergeant gets points this week on merit. And hopefully, Phil, you're listening because that one's for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm here for all of that. That would be amazing. That would be a great way to go into the final part of the season. That last three races going into the the race, the amazing race that always is the Brazilian Grand Prix. The just no idea what to expect from Las Vegas. And then we can all just go home and forget about Abu Dhabi. But uh, you never know. We might get a good one. I think it was fairly decent last year from memory. but And, and the year before, we won't talk about that. But all of, thank you very much for, for watching watching this and listening to Grid Talk. And all our race shows do go out live and on YouTube straight after the event. And, and the audio version does go out slightly later on. And we're available on Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search for Formula One Grid Talk. For our back catalogue of shows with previews and reactions and interviews and all kinds of other content on there. There's a lot of shows there you can go back and listen to if you want to. And we also do run a Patreon as well. So if you want to help us continue to do what we're doing, please consider donating to us as everything does go back into the show to improve your experience. Just going to give you a chance now to, to plug anything that you want to plug. So Sophia, where can people hear more from you? Yeah, so I co-host Formula Talk, which is our sister show of Grid Talk. So we discuss everything that is non-F1, so F2, F3, and F1 Academy that just ended the season in Austin. So we will be reviewing that episode shortly. I also do work with Everything F1. You can find it on the website, www.everythingf1.com, or on all social medias at JoinEF1. I cover more, again, the support series more than the actual F1 basis, because I do find it more interesting, and it's still very quite competitive. So take a listen, follow our social medias, and definitely give Formula Talk a shout as well. Yeah, fantastic show. Very enjoyable. Listen as well. And and it's, it's great dynamic between Sophia and Tom. So definitely give that a check out as well. Charlie, anything you'd like to plug? It's the usual. If you're in Atlantic Canada, we're with Eastlink. We cover all the local and live sports from hockey, mainly hockey, Canada, all that. But we do a little, we started to do a little bit of motor racing. Now we got basketball and everything coming up now that autumn's here and winter's setting. I say setting in, but it's not quite here yet. Still got Halloween first, so we'll go from there. Nice, nice. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm on the Monkey Seat podcast as well with me and my co-host Carl, where we just talk rubbish and don't really make it very factually factually accurate at all. But there we go. All good fun. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. We very much hope you join us for the Mexican Grand Prix preview, which will be this Saturday. So, sorry, Mexican Grand Prix qualifying review. This is the preview. I think it's time to go to bed. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us, and we'll speak to you soon.